0: Partnering with RTE on climate is not enough. AIB, we pledge to do more.
1: Welcome to Dirty Laundry with me, Tara Stewart. I am a DJ and presenter of the new music show on 2FM. In this podcast series, I will be exploring all things sustainable fashion and endeavoring to discover and learn more about this new area of fashion. I love fashion. I love expressing myself through clothes and trainers. However, my relationship with fashion is changing, as is the world of fashion as we know it. I want to learn more about the world of sustainable fashion from the people working in it and around it, and I guess share this journey with you so we can both come away with a new sense of awareness. This episode with Ros Pesl was recorded in front of a live audience in the beautiful, intimate Mutiny Theatre here in Dublin. I'm really, really excited for my guest for this episode because she is um, a woman that has changed the way that she's worked in an industry where she works in um, many, many forms but also fashion and that is the wonderful, stunning Rosanna Pesl. <laughs> come and take a seat. I feel like this is like my audition for the Late Late or something. Me too. It is
0: kind of nerve wracking. You know, when you were saying, oh, it's hard to be in a room full of people you know. Yeah. Really hard. I'm like... Don't
1: judge me, guys. Yeah. Um, So I guess, yeah, we're going to get started. So I want to talk to you about coming from an influencer perspective. I mean, you've had to look at your industry in a different way now and have made changes. And it's not weird for you to have made those changes because you are very, very ethical in your life anyway, you know, in terms of your food as well. um, And you support great brands. But how has it been for you um, in terms of style and fashion? Um, Is it something that actually firstly just means a lot to you, expressing yourself through clothes?
0: Um, Well, first of all, like coming from a background in modelling, I guess, uh, I love fashion. And I think that, you know, when you meet someone or they're walking towards you, the first thing you notice about them is what they're wearing. Um, And as a person in terms of, you know, the whole grand scheme of things and how I influence, I suppose I, I am getting more conscious probably the older I'm getting. Um, and fashion was actually one of the last things I looked at um, because I do feel like it was the scariest thing to look at. Um, but yeah, for me, fashion is a fantastic way to be creative, um, show your personality, and stand out. And why did you find it um,
1: a scary thing to look at, do you think? Did you just feel like the way that things are marketed towards us, or you just didn't, you were just afraid to kind of look more into the world?
0: Well, fast fashion has made everything so easy. Mm so accessible so cheap to be on the latest trend all you've got to do is go online with the click and you have everything at your your fingertips you know um so it was that kind of thing of like oh do I want to change that because it's so easy in a life that is busy it's made so accessible to us um so yeah it was one of the last things I really looked at and I really want to change once I learned more about it. Mm.
1: And you have very much so, you know, it's noticeable that there's brands you're not working with anymore and the ones that you are preaching about now, which is so good to see, especially with someone with so many followers. Do
0: you think your style has changed now that, you know, you've taken out that fast fashion side of things? I've definitely returned to a style that is more me. Mm. Uh, In college, I was thinking about it. I only ever shopped in charity or second-hand stores because I had no money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I loved making clothes, like going on a night out. I would be like I would love to wear a skirt with this but I have no skirt so I'm going to change this top into a skirt I was always making things and I definitely lost that way um, when I kind of started to earn more money and move up and live in the city Um, I just was shopping constantly constantly felt like I needed to wear something new and I definitely think a lot of people listen to this who you don't even need to be a, have a platform online or be an influencer. But that constant pressure to wear something new the whole time, mm. whether that's going to a family occasion or posting a photo online, you kind of think, oh, I wore that already. Um, so it's kind of taking down all those, you know, assumptions that people will have, that you have to have something new and just not really caring anymore.
1: And it's kind of like breaking a habit, isn't it? Where you think you, I mean, I even like, you know, I was in the same position as you and then kind of saw the light I guess and just felt like I couldn't do it anymore but definitely felt like even when I was doing a gig or if I was doing going to a festival even going to an event and especially gigging I was like I need to have a new outfit for every single gig I do because like my Instagram I find my, my Instagram is my CV it's like mm. a visual CV and so I want it to look good but then at the end of the day when I think it's like breaking a habit where you're like actually it doesn't matter if I wear this outfit again and where do you think it kind of comes from where it's that pressure that you could only wear something once?
0: Well, um, I think it's society. You know, all of our pressures really come from um, what we're being told by society, what we're what we're being fed. And that's whether it's through traditional media or social media. And it's constantly people, you know, you have celebrities wearing the latest trends. And like now there used to be new trends, like spring, summer, autumn, winter. There's new trends every second week now. And it's hard to keep up. Um, and I guess I've come to a stage where I realize that I think people are following me. And I think a lot of people have to realize if you're an influencer out there, people are following you for your personality, hopefully. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what you're wearing. And if you're wearing something cool, that's just a bonus, you know? Mm. Um, and I definitely think uh, making the transition, stopping working with fast, fa- fast fashion brands and just actually getting more creative with my style again, going for vintage secondhand or sustainable wear has actually made me love fashion again. Really? Yeah, big time.
1: And I guess that's because you're being more creative now, is it?
0: Oh, far more creative. And you never have to worry of someone arriving in the same outfit as you.
1: It's very, very true. Yeah. That is a good point. It'd be weird if someone did. You'd be like...
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I would be like, what? What job did you get? that
1: <laughs> And when did you start in, you know, the influence... Because, like, you haven't been an influencer your whole life. The term influencer hasn't even been around mm. that long, really. You were a model. But when did you start... Like, when did brands start coming to you to basically pay you to wear clothes?
0: Well, the thing about it is... I look back, I started modeling when I was 18 and I was always kind of paid by brands to wear stuff. I just never had a say in what I was wearing. So I would just get an email or a message being like, hey, you're booked for a job tomorrow. And I wouldn't have any kind of say in what I was going to be representing. Um, And for me now being able to influence, I actually think it's such a privilege because I'm getting to choose what I get to work, who I get to work with and collaborate with. Um, whereas there were so many years I didn't have that choice and people might go, oh, boo you, like you didn't have a choice <laughs> who you're going to work with. But in terms of, you know, I look back and there's a lot of brands I would have worked with throughout the years that I have no... We don't have the same values. Yeah, you don't align. Uh, no, yeah, and I don't align with them. Where I'm in a position now where I can choose the brands I work with um, that have similar values. So I take that I take that quite seriously.
1: And how did it feel when you? I mean, firstly, how did it feel when all these huge brands started coming to you? Like global, global brands were coming to you to work with you. Did it feel like? Um, assume for me personally, it felt great because I was like, well, wow, they, I'm doing really well in my career. Like these brands, like really like my vibe. They like my mm. style. And I felt it was really, really hard to let that go. I mean, when I I got to a point, I was like, actually, this isn't hard. But then I was like, am I going to really um, like hinder my career if I stop working with these brands? When did that change happen for you? And was it something that just clicked or was it something you really were like, like know this has to happen or you had to take some time to think about it
0: well I guess the thing with brands and for anyone listening who you know is not in kind of the influencer space to understand it more working with a huge global brand not only do they probably have bigger budgets but they can also do a lot for you I suppose as a mutual benefit in terms of pushing you and your profile so once you decide to kind of stop working with them and for example, if you're going to be more conscious with fashion, you're probably going for the brands or the names that don't have a huge mass market, who don't have a huge budget. And that's just a cut that you have to think about. These are my values. Am I going to f- am I gonna see them through or, or am I going to sell myself out, basically? Um, and I think with me, it's one of those things, whenever I push, like, you know, upload on Instagram or whatever platform I'm using, you don't want to feel like you're lying to someone. Mm. Or, you know, there was, I think, sometimes when I was... Years ago, when I... When influence trying to become a trend and there was brands I was working with who I actually didn't really believe in. Mm. And... It was just like, oh, they're big. And yeah, got, they're big yeah. and I should be working with them. Yeah. And I got to the stage where I was like, no, I don't need to work with them. And if I have to take a cut, so be it. Like, mm. I'd rather in the long term, be, you know, as we were talking about before, be on the right side of history. Yeah. Like I want to stand beside my values and I think think one of them should be for everyone across the board, making sure that what you're getting, what you're wearing is ethical.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's funny because we actually did talk about it probably the start of the year mm. um, when we were both kind of changing our ways and changing the way we work and everything yeah. and we were talking about doing your podcast which is called "By Back go and yeah. listen to it now <laughs> um, and we were but yeah we both talked about it afterwards just saying like yeah we're kind of going through this movement together and mm. um, I just think for a while, I mean, this isn't new the terms of, in terms of what fashion is doing to the world and the ethics behind it and how people are treated. But it's like now more people are talking about it or being more influenced, I guess. And I guess it's having the right people around you and following the right people. Would you say following even on your social media and who you're following has made a big impact on you and changed yourself?
0: 100%. You know, um, I think it's obviously only in the past kind of two, three years. Obviously, climate change has been a topic for for. A long time, but the fashion industry has really exploded over the past two years. Um, and I would like to think I was saying earlier on that you know it's great. There's so many influencers, there's so many uh, people with large platforms that are changing, that are really trying to make a difference and promote sustainable fashion, whether that be secondhand or the brands who are making a difference. But you know that's the case of living in a bubble. Mm. And I, you know, I'm very. I, I am very selective who I follow, like making sure that they are people who follow the same values as I do and people that I respect and can relate to. Um, so you know, it's not, you know, it's not that kind of accessibility that we're used to. Like we're a society now where it's like, oh, I want some food. I'm going to get a takeaway. I want some food. I'm going to just microwave something for two minutes. Like mm, we want things Everything's quick. instant. We want things fast. Yeah. Um, so it's bringing it back, slowing it down.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, even like yesterday I was in bed and I was bored and I was like, I really want to buy something to make myself feel better. <laughs> and I just didn't. But usually I would, usually mm. I would like be like, okay, I want to go and buy like a nice cute thing that is gonna, not going to arrive instantly at my door. Uh, but instead I went on to Depuff in my defense. Mm-hmm. I did go to Depop, but I was looking for a particular jacket I'm trying to find. Um, but that it's that is definitely breaking that habit. I don't have that habit anymore and it's deleting apps off your phone even and a big thing is I unfollowed all the clothing companies
0: oh yeah because
1: like you see someone in a cute outfit you're like I definitely want that oh
0: and it still happens to me now and again where an adult pop up I'm like oh my god that would look so nice on me. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, just don't do it. It's not like, what are you, you're you going to wear that once. Do you,
1: you find know? actually that your ads have now changed though because you're not on these websites anymore? Like I don't get the pop-ups for like say loads of shoes or clothes anymore. It's all really random ads I'm getting like from Wish even, but I've never even been on Wish <laughs> before in my life. But I think just my like allegra- or oh, I don't even know how to say the word properly because that's how smart I am. But I think just my cookies or something I was just like, um, what is she doing? We don't know what she's into anymore. <laughs> yeah. What do we sell her?
0: Um, I kind of. I'm. I'm freaked out because at the moment I'm mentioning anything. I'm not even mentioning. It, I'm thinking it and it pops up my phone. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, I
1: know. Yeah.
0: So um, I get a lot of like dog ads. About it. That's the yeah. That's fair. Yeah.
1: I think your. I think your yeah. Google knows yeah. definitely what you're into. Um, and do you find there's been a shift in your in followers? Like, has your followers dipped at all since you started to ditch that whole?
0: affiliate links and all that kind of stuff God, I'm the worst person I like don't even look at that side. that's good you know you that's know on, like influencers they're like oh that that the whole side of insights I'm like I don't want to know that's like bullying myself I know I, I hate know who you like who, why the people unfollow me over certain topics so I, I avoid that side but I definitely think you know what one of the things I will always say anyone out there who's thinking of starting a blog starting becoming an influencer, um stand out and right now the way you're going to stand out is by being different wearing different clothes and promoting something that's different mm. and everyone else and the majority of people out there they're promoting stuff that's easy yeah and do you find a lot of people asking you questions about
1: sustainability now a lot more um
0: definitely in terms of food even um, just dms
1: like yeah. oh
0: yeah and uh, i think when it comes to fashion it's more so what shops do you recommend because i think there's this whole general assumption and you know sometimes it's it's correct that if you're going and you're going to be more sustainable it takes a lot of time and yeah sometimes it does but then it's kind of like giving people those amazing secondhand shops that are curated for different types of style um or you know giving them websites that you can like search exactly what you're looking for and it'll pop up um so in terms of fashion it's more like where I get all my stuff
1: like where you shop, safe, even for basics and all that kind of stuff. Because I think that's a common thing that we will be talking about in an FAQ podcast um, that uh, people are wondering. Because even, uh, you know, people would be like, well, I'm not going to get, well, I don't even think charity shops allow this, but underwear, I don't think they allow you to donate that at (laughs) all. Thank God, because I wouldn't. Anyway, I just want to say that for the record. I wouldn't buy that. too
0: far right now, Tara. (laughs) Underwear,
1: I'm sorry, but I have to buy it new because that's just rotten. And I'm sorry, but um, everything else I will not. Maybe socks as well, I don't know, and tights. Yeah. Um, for any tips for anyone that literally has never, ever, ever gone into a charity shop or a vintage shop, what would you say?
0: Okay, um, so for me, when I go into, for example, I went into a shop yesterday and it was a huge warehouse. And yeah, first of all, when I walked in, I went, oh, I think I should have had a coffee before I came. <laughs> but um, what I do, number one, is um, look, at, look what's in your closet now. Okay, so they say that we wear twenty percent of our of our closet. So take those pieces; they're the pieces that you wear the most. So they're the kind of things you should be buying because that's the thing you like to wear every, you know, day after day. Um, so once you know that, you kind of know what you're going for. Like, I love shirts, I love um, blazers, I love shoulder pads, I love flares <laughs> and high waist things, and I like crop tops. Look, that's me all wrapped up. Mm. Um, so going into shop, I know what I'm looking for in terms of style. Uh, next thing I look for is colors and fabrics. That's really important to me. I think when you're going secondhand or thrift thrift shop, you can find some gems. So that's why I'm looking for like kind of, you you know, like everyone's so different what, what stands out to them, but patterns that attract you, they're the ones you're going to go for. Um, and then thirdly, I guess for me is like having a bit of, pinterest on my side yeah because there's a lot of things in the charity shop or second-hand stores where you'll pick up and you go that's not going to fit me or that is a weird shape i don't even know what that is who wore that before me and you have to be creative and pinterest is such a great thing for that like yeah. saving things like i love this style so i'm going to go um and look in a charity shop for a blazer that's kind of similar to that change it up make it make it what i want and get creative with your style so for me it would be like knowing what you already like um, go on the hunt for colors and patterns, and then get creative
1: mm, and be able to alter. You actually yeah. alter a lot of your clothes. Mm-hmm. And do you? Would you get your inspiration for that kind of stuff from Pinterest as well?
0: Oh yeah. Pinterest and ads that pop up and like these ads could be from fast fashion brands I'm like I love that shape screenshot and that, and I'm gonna like yeah copy get it. something old and copy it
1: because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time you actually because I mean especially now the 90s style and even that kind of supermodel like Naomi Campbell kind of mm-hmm. style is definitely coming back and is in most of the fast fashion websites yeah. anyway so you can recreate it yourself
0: yeah and like if you go to some stores like they already they have all the stuff from the 90s yeah it's amazing you know, um, and there's been so many times that I've gone out in secondhand stuff I picked up in charity shops or whatever, and people are like, Oh my god, is that I don't know, like Rixo or thing? I'm like, No, I actually got it for Fiverr, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> why, that's the
1: thing I find most. I mean, I got a, um, a suit the other day, I don't know why I keep um, bringing it back to suits, I'm literally obsessed with suits at the moment. I think it's your fault, you, you literally yeah. have my own suits. <laughs> But I bought um, a Hugo Boss suit in Enable Island for 20 euro and it's worth 700 euro. Yeah, and you know they almost had a heart attack behind the counter. The guy was like, oh, this is Hugo Boss. I was like... It is. Yeah. And he was like, oh, uh, let me just check the price. I was like, the price is inside. It's 20 euro. He was like, oh, let me just check. I was like, nope, it's 20 euro. I was like, you're not charging me more. Because that's annoying. Sometimes they do mark up the price so much these days because we are encouraging to shop yeah. there more, so there's more of a demand for it. So I do understand the problem there. Um, but there is something very satisfying about getting... Getting I mean, a good deal. Getting a really good getting deal. It is so good. Deal,
0: yeah. And then I think, you know, with anything that you're buying uh I think a huge thing I think is occasion wear. Like if you're mm. going to a wedding, like tonight I have an event or um, different things, you kind of feel like, well, I know for me, I always leave it last minute. So I'm, then I'm in a rush. I'm like, oh my God, I need something to wear because I haven't thought about this at all for the past month, even though I know it's coming up. <laughs> um, and I think that's when we kind of go to click and get something that's going to be delivered to our door. And that's where you really just need to look at what you have in your wardrobe and be okay with rewearing it or just how you can remodel it quickly mm. you know um, and I know like you like bringing back the skills of being able to alter things yourself mm. like I'm not skillful yet but I am <laughs> getting there
1: but I, mean, I started a sewing course which I yeah. am loving at the moment I literally already am like envisioning myself as some huge fashion designer which I'm telling <laughs> I can be But that is something that I've seen a lot being recommended is, and now I know it's not um, possible for everyone and I'm not saying it is, but if you like to take up a hobby, that's what I've taken up is sewing because everything else I do is involved with work, but I love all my work. Mm. So it is also my hobby. So I was like, okay, I need to find something else that is completely removed from say music and everything. Mm -hmm. And taking up sewing has been great because now I'm not confident enough to sew like, I mean, hem something just yet, but I do think I will be able to I can already vision myself being able, to by the end of the year. But I'm loving it because I'm just learning a new skill and also being able to do it myself. But there has been a rise, I feel, in business for seamstresses.
0: Oh, I'd say so. Um, But I would, a lot of people out there who are looking to remodeling clothes, it can be so expensive. Mm. And that's why I think learning the basic skills yourself would be really, really handy. Yeah,
1: because it is not cheap, unfortunately. Not unfortunately, sorry. It is a skill and a talent that um, seamstresses Mm -hmm. have. So, um, but it's not something that you can possibly do all the time. So I think it's more for like occasion wear. And um, I mean, I say that and I've spent so much money with like, seamstress is trying to I literally dropped something in yesterday she was like so it's going to be 55 euro I was like yeah that's fine and I'm like I literally do that all the time I'm like what is wrong with me I'm like buying
0: like getting it cost me 5 euro
1: (laughs) it cost me 5 euro but then it ended up costing more but what I love say even for example like my two piece I'm wearing is like a gold two piece that I got from Double Inch Factory and it was a fiver and it wasn't cheap to get altered, but I got altered into a two-piece. But mm-hmm. what I love is the this fabric is literally from the 60s. Yeah. And so it's lasted that long already. Mm-hmm. And I'd say possibly the person didn't even wear it that much. So, you know, that's why it's possibly in really, really good condition. But I think we've forgotten that clothes are actually meant to last. They're not meant to just fall apart after one wear. Mm-hmm. Like that was something that, I, that definitely clicked for me when I was changing um, and changing my habits and changing my ways where I'd just become okay with... There being a hole, something arriving in a package, there being a hole in it, or it just not lasting after one wash. Did you find there to be a change where you're like, actually, yeah, why am I okay with the quality being bad?
0: Yeah, well, I think, you know, in general, like we've all become a, a disposable nation that, you know, a disposable, disposable generation, I even Asian, nation, but, you know, we get something and we just throw it away. So if I got something and it fell apart, I'd just go, oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, next thing. Yeah, next thing. Buy something and new. It's really awful because it's caused a huge problem worldwide and we need to kind of go back to the root of that because that's something that only really happened maybe in the past 40 years maybe um so you know we need to stop it because it's getting out of hand Mm. and I mean I guess if because you like your
1: biggest thing is already looking at your wardrobe and it's not buying new and if someone is say like genuinely is just like well I just don't think that it's possible for me to look into my wardrobe anymore would you just say for them to just go to charity shops and vintage shops So it's not possible for them to... To already look, say, if they don't have the stuff that they have already in their wardrobe. Because I feel like we just forget about what we have in our wardrobe. Mm. And, like, we always have these feelings of needing to buy something new. So and we And then we get this new thing. But then where do all those new things go? Like, they're still there.
0: Uh, So I reckon, like, I know even for myself, every two or three months I need to go through my wardrobe. And I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about this top. Oh, my God, I forgot about these pants, you know. And you need to dedicate your wardrobe into sections of, like, old stuff that I've totally forgotten about that's actually class. There's a section there. You need to remember to wear that. <laughs> stuff that you don't really wear, but you don't want to give I away. I love just you having
1: labels. Like they'll just <laughs> yeah, be really long
0: names. Really <laughs> long <laughs> labels. And you have like your everyday wardrobe that you get the most benefit out of. And then you have some occasion pieces like, I'm not thrown away because I might need that dress in five years time, you know. Um, and if you wait long enough, no one remembers. So it's mm. great. Um, but I think for a lot of people out there, if you really want to buy something new, buy something old that's new. Mm. And that's what I just do now because, you know, I still get that kind of feeling where I'm like, I really want to go buy something new and I'll just go to a thrift shop and buy old new stuff.
1: And I guess really think about it as well. Like th- be, yeah. we, we usually just like, oh yeah, oh, it's got free shipping. That's fine. I'll just get it, stuff it. But it's actually being more considered, just being like, no, I'm going to wear this. How many? Even my Penny Halloween times. costume, I dress up as Shanae Twain for Halloween. Amazing. And I was like, okay, I wanted to pick something that I I didn't want to just firstly go and buy just a Halloween costume just from the shop because that I feel like that's wasteful. And also because I'm like, when am I going to wear that again? Mm. However, there was a costume I was very tempted to get, which was, you know, your man, guy, Ferrari or whatever his last name is, who does Diners, Drivers and Dives with the spiky hair. He has the tattoo shirt. You know what I'm talking about. He is my favourite person on the planet. And there's a costume of him. There's literally, you get a package costume of him and you can buy it. And I was like, I'm going to recreate that next year, I think. Uh, But I was definitely going to buy that. But instead I thought, okay, I want to get something made Um, because I tried to create it for my wardrobe and I didn't actually have all the leopard print. Surprisingly, like I thought I would, but I didn't. I was like, oh yeah, I definitely have stuff, but I actually don't. I literally have one leopard print thing. Anyway... Um got some gorgeous, like, leopard print fabric and made an outfit. And I was like, I wanted to pick a costume that I know. And I maybe people will be like, oh, just calm down. It's just a costume. Yeah. But I did want to buy something that it, like will wear again.
0: But as well, I think homemade costumes that you don't spend money on are the best. They're Defo. so creative.
1: Yeah. And I think even, because, like, times, like, say, Christmas and Halloween can be quite wasteful as mm. well. Um But... I mean, you're definitely going to see me in that whole leopard print three piece again in life. And it's not going to be for Halloween. It might just be be for Christmas. Next
0: year you can just go Scary Spice. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: Um, Now, finally, I want to get to um, your five fast facts. This is what we do at the end of each podcast. We have five fast fashion facts. And um, Roz, maybe you could give us yours.
0: Okay, so I wrote some down in my hand because even though they're like facts that are, you know, most people might know, um, sometimes I just... Sometimes you might not. So I wrote in purple markers, it's faded already. Um, So, okay, I said this one earlier, 20% of our clothes... Okay, we only wear 20% of the clothes in our closet right now. Um, Most of my facts that I'm going to say are actually quite positive ones because I always like to focus things on the positive rather than the negative because I do feel like if anyone's going to make a change, uh, whether this is like, you know, going more plant-based or changing your wardrobe nothing makes you not want to do it more than someone drilling it down your mm. face and being aggressive about it. Um, so I definitely think I always kind of... Yeah. And you're the same as well. Oh, yeah. I'm old yeah. positives. Like, She's I like, feel... She's like, going to squ- scratch at the next paragraph. I'm like <laughs> like oh, That's gone. <laughs> this one was like, you
1: know, yeah. you're a really bad person or something. <laughs> no. But no, it is definitely, it all has to be positive because I, I think we all know it is a bad thing yeah. and it is a really dark negative world. So we're And all, it can make you
0: quite anxious. It really, really yeah. can. And I
1: know that... There's a lot of people with that suffer with that. and But what I love about Sustainable Fashion Dublin, for example, is they're two of the most positive people I know and they made me feel happy about, um, not feel happy, just even just feel positive about the world, not feel intimidated. Yeah.
0: Because I think a huge thing, and a lot of people listen to this might go, oh my God, I'm so bad, I bought from X, Y and Z. Yeah, but, you know, if the next time you go, you're going somewhere, you bought it from a thrift store or you borrowed something from your friend. Yeah. You know, that's a really good move in the right direction. Mm. And the whole thing is like everyone just trying their best. Exactly. Because no one's going to be perfect. Mm. And that's just it. Um, So, okay, now saying that, the next fact is quite sad. (laughs) (laughs) So one in six uh, people in the world work in the textile industry. 80% Eighty uh, percent of them are women, and only two percent of them earn um, a living wage, mm-hmm. which is quite shocking. And I think a lot of times, you know, we even might get a garment and be like, "Oh, it's sustainable materials," but who made it?
1: Yeah, and that is the greenwashing you know? side of things, where yeah. a big brand might say we've got a whole recycled range, a sustainable range, but then where is it being made?
0: Yeah, it's so still a problem. That is something I think I'm probably even more conscious about because you know, there's people making that for you. Mm. And you don't know what conditions they're making it in. So just becoming a little bit more mindful of that. Um, So the next one is, okay, this one's very good. This one's really good. So in the past year, um, sustainable fashion has increased uh, on the Google search engine has increased 250%.
1: So people Google it more. So
0: it's in fashion people. So don't be behind. It's in trend. It's in trend. (laughs) Um, So my next one is by 2030, a third of everyone's wardrobe will be secondhand. Which is kind of cool. It is really cool. Yeah, that's really,
1: really cool. It also just blows my mind that there's just that many clothes out there. Even when I go to vintage shops, I mean, and even when you see online, like other warehouses, I'm like, geez, there really is so many clothes out there. Yeah. I kind of feel anxious that I want to get all the key pieces. I'm like, I want to get the cool pieces before anyone else does from the vintage shops. Like, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, I'm always like, when do you get deliveries? And they're like, why? And I'm like, I'll be outside your shop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that is, yeah. is a very good tip, actually, yeah. is to find out when deliveries for charity mm-hmm. shops and vintage shops. It's not creepy at all. It's no. just um, thrifty.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the last fact, which I'm going to leave you on, is if you want to be cool AF, <laughs> just shop secondhand because no one's going to arrive in the same outfit as you. You're going to stand out and you're going to save loads of money. Yeah, love it. Well, thank you so much, Roz, for joining me Oh Dirty Laundry, yeah.
1: live from the Vietnamese Theatre. Yeah. Woo. That's it from this episode of Dirty Laundry. You can follow me over on Instagram at Tara Stewart DJ and catch me every weeknight on 2FM with the brand new music show from 8pm. Until the next episode, I'll talk to you then.
0: Partnering with RTE on climate is not enough. AIB, we pledge to do more.